Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Feast of St. Martha. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, whose son was pleased to be welcomed in St Martha's house as a guest. Grant, we pray, that through her intercession, serving Christ faithfully in our brothers and sisters, we may merit to be received by you in the halls of heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St John. My dear people, let us love one another. Since love comes from God and everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God, anyone who fails to love can never have known God, because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only Son, so that we could have life through him. This is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us when he sent his Son, to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. My dear people, since God has loved us so much, we too should love one another. No one has ever seen God, but as long as we love one another, God will live in us and his love will be complete in us. We can know that we are living in him and he is living in us because he lets us share his spirit. We ourselves saw and we testify that the Father sent his Son as Saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. We ourselves have known and put our faith in God's love towards ourselves. God is love, and anyone who lives in love lives in God, and God lives in him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise always on my lips. In the Lord my soul shall make its boast. The humble shall hear and be glad. I will bless the Lord at all times. Glorify the Lord with me. Together let us praise his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me. For all my terrors he set me free. I will bless the Lord at all times. Look towards him and be radiant. Let your faces not be abashed. This poor man called the Lord heard him and rescued him from all his distress. I will bless the Lord at all times. The angel of the Lord is encamped around those who revere him to rescue them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is happy who seeks refuge in him. I will bless the Lord at all times. Revere the Lord, you his saints. They lack nothing, those who revere him. Strong lions suffer want and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no blessing. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came to a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who sat down at the Lord's feet and listened to him speaking. Now Martha, who was distracted with all the serving, said, Lord, do you not care that my sister is leaving me to do the serving all by myself? Please tell her to help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, he said, you worry and fret about so many things. And yet few are needed, indeed only one. It is Mary who has chosen the better part. It is not to be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this is one of those surprising passages where you find out that Jesus is not on the side of the one that you expect. Martha's clearly busy, um, and Mary's clearly not. (laughs) And Martha comes to Jesus and goes, Look, Lord, hey, don't you care that my sister is lazing about, that she's leaving all the work to me? And um, if you've never had that feeling, uh, then you're probably not pulling your own weight. (laughs) Because I think at some point we've all kind of had that moment of little twinge of resentment of, Why is it that I seem to be pulling the whole load? Why is it that I seem to be doing more than everyone else? And wouldn't you expect that Jesus, in, you know, a sense of justice, would want to even that imbalance out a little bit? Hey, you know, Mary, um, Martha might be right here. You have been kind of um, leaving it all to her, haven't you? It really is kind of an uncomfortable little gospel when you stop to think about it. Um, Actually, my grandmother used to tell me that she didn't much like this gospel either. Um, Her objection was, well, who's going to make the food? You know, if Jesus is objecting to Martha being busy, 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 then, you know, I bet he still ate after she'd done all the work. Poor Martha. She puts in all the effort. And instead of getting a thanks, she gets a correction. Martha, Martha, you worry and fret about so many things and yet few are needed. I don't know, I could kind of imagine Martha's reaction at this moment of like, well, thanks, Lord. Would you like another sandwich? You know, in this moment, I don't think the Lord is offering a correction for Martha having done something bad. But for having done something that's not best. The hospitality that she shows is a sign of incredible generosity and, of course, an act of love towards the Lord and her guests. And yet, she didn't choose the best. Mary, Jesus says, is the one who's chosen the better part. And and Martha, still having chosen something good, has still nonetheless chosen the lesser part. I think this is something really instructive then for us, this, this moment, this instance, because the reality is, is, you know, often we're not presented with the choice between something that's good and something that's bad. Often we're presented with a choice in our lives between something that's good and something that's better. 
well, which of these two do I choose? I suppose the Lord here is inviting Martha to consider her motivations. Martha, what's driving you? Clearly, she's making her choices based on worry and fret about many different things. Want to make sure everyone's comfortable, want to make sure everyone's welcome, want to make sure that everyone's well fed, want to make sure that I'm putting my best foot forward, that I'm doing everything that I possibly can. There are all sorts of things that are going on that drive her to this kind of frenetic busyness. And yet the Lord Jesus here, he simplifies Martha's attention. There are many things that you're worried about. None of them are needed. In fact, there's only one thing that's actually necessary, needed. Mary's the one who has chosen the better part because sitting there listening to Jesus, she's devoted her attention to him. He has become her reference point. He has become the reason why she makes the choices that she makes and and orders her life the way that she does. And while Martha's attention is on many different things, Mary's attention is on him. Now, here's the thing. I don't think it therefore means that, you know, you never have to make cups of tea for your guests if Jesus is in the room. No, there's a a time for all of these things. But the better part is to make these decisions always in reference to Jesus, to Christ, to what he calls me to. And this is where I think this gospel becomes particularly relevant to us. Because, you know, each of us, having received the universal call to holiness in our baptism, having been called to be sanctified and made much more in the image and likeness of God, that we are called to this holiness in a particular state of life, our own vocation. The Christ has called us to seek holiness in a particular way. Now, for most, it's probably marriage and family. For some, it's going to be through the priesthood. For some, through religious life. You know, whatever it is that has been given to us, whatever has been entrusted to us as God's call, that that needs to be the reference point. Martha, Martha, you worry and fret about so many different things, but but only one is necessary. Make me your reference point. What have I called you to? Now, we know that our lives are busy and, you know, particularly in these modern times, they're frenetic and and so many things call for our attention. And it's not like we can all move to a monastery and ignore everything and, and just spend our time in prayer. But I think in the face of all of these different things that are given to us to do, that we keep focused on the one thing necessary, which is to be focused on Christ. Lord, what is given for me to do? In other words, all of the things that I accomplish during my day, all of the tasks that I need to be busy with in caring for my kids, in loving my spouse, in going to work, in driving my car, all of this can be done in reference to the one thing necessary which is answering your call. 
and everything will find its proper place. You know, Martha and Mary, of course they're going to make sandwiches for Jesus. Of course they're going to show hospitality to their guests. But in this moment, Lord, what is given for me to do? And Mary picked it, and Martha just missed it a little bit. At the end of the day, what was it that was motivating Martha? It was worry and fret. It was so many other things. Focusing on the one thing needed becomes the kind of organising principle for the rest of our lives. It puts everything in their proper place. The choice between good and evil is usually not a terribly difficult one to make. It's the choice between what's good and what's good. What's good and what's better. Lord, what would you have me do? When I place my attention on the one thing necessary, which is you, which is answering your call, now, Lord, what would you have me do? At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, 
O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.